0: In response to the ongoing struggle to find New Yorkers willing to fill the often thankless role of a poll worker, which has become more time demanding due to early voting, state policymakers are looking at legislation to remove a financial disincentive for older New Yorkers, who historically made up the backbone of the workforce that county officials rely on each year, to administer elections. To discuss this legislation, awaiting the governor's signature, and get an update on the broader effort to secure more poll workers in New York, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Dustin Zarni, the Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County. Welcome back to the show, Dustin. Thanks so much for having me, David. So can you explain how being a poll worker can ultimately cost some seniors money, and how legislation approved unanimously earlier this year uh, might try to address that problem?
1: Recently, uh, the IRS changed the way they classified election workers. Uh, They now consider them not contract employees, but actual employees, which require uh, withholding of uh, income taxes and uh, depending on what level of, uh, you know, amount of work you do. It used to be that if you only worked two days a year, you'd never clear that $599 barrier and um, you would never have taxes taken out on your income as a poll worker. However, now now with early voting, where we have nine days of early voting, both for primary and for the general election, uh, some of our best poll workers uh, that are the best trained are the ones that are being hurt the worst by this because they're uh, being asked to withhold uh, money from their paycheck or get a big tax bill at the end uh, when they file their taxes. Uh, so this legislation will at least alleviate them of the New York uh, state income tax that um, that that is a part of that. We can't do anything about the federal income tax, but we can do something about the state.
0: And we've also heard stories about the income threshold being a problem for the ability of seniors in particular to take advantage of certain rebates when it comes to paying their property taxes, does this legislation solve that problem as well? I
1: believe it does because it exempts this income from that kind of consideration and uh, we did have many of our seniors that are living on fixed incomes that maybe even in fixed income housing uh that uh that this uh income they were worried about uh, Having this count against what their uh, uh, gross income is, and then, uh, you know, they may not be able to work the number of days that we want them to work uh, because of that. So this legislation should address that as well.
0: Well, I mentioned at the top that seniors are kind of the backbone of the uh, election administration workforce when it comes to actually sitting out on all these uh, poll sites and helping people navigate this process. So how big of a problem is the uh, legislation addressing here? Is this something that is significant and you were potentially hearing from poll workers who were not going to come back because of the the tax burden or being disqualified from certain star benefits? Or is this something that is more around the margins when it comes to the, the level of the problem that we're addressing here?
1: No, I, I think it is a large amount of our inspectors, obviously our seniors, uh, some of them don't know that it's going to happen to them until they file their taxes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's been a burden over the last few years, and this will not only resolve the burden, but it will also ma- allow us to field our best poll workers, um, and You know, a a lot of times people don't understand why seniors make up the backbone of our uh, election inspector fleet, and the reason they do is because we only need them a couple of times a year. They don't have, you know, they don't have uh, other jobs or other responsibilities, and especially when it comes to early voting. Uh, you know, a lot of people take election day off, and that are election inspectors that are younger, and they plan around it. But not everybody can take ten days off, and and so, and, or twenty days off in a year to, to be our election inspectors. So seniors, retirees, uh, you know, uh, those without a job that they have to report to every day are are very much our lifeblood when it comes to inspectors, and and they do tend to skew older. So this legislation will help most of our inspectors out.
0: During the assembly conversation about this bill, there was a proposal from one assembly member to uh, allow poll workers the flexibility to serve for only part of a day, as opposed to having them work from basically uh, the crack of dawn until 9 p.m. on election day. Would that make it easier for you to recruit bodies if there was more flexibility? uh, Or are you already able to provide sort of flexibility in terms of the shifts that people might work?
1: we are already able to do that and many of our counties have tried that on a pilot program or uh tried tried to offer that as uh some of our slots to be part-time and to be quite honest we're not really getting a lot of people that want to do the part-time because it also means part-time pay uh the the inspectors that want to work they want their full uh you know benefit uh for when they're working and also If you're looking at part-time, that midday break is around 1 or 2 p.m. It's not like we could actually still recruit people that could work a regular job and then come and be an election inspector. And then, of course, you always have the issue of what happens when somebody doesn't show up. You know, Election Day is our Super Bowl. We don't have another chance at getting it right. And if an inspector is part-time and the shift before them is ending and they're not there, Uh, That creates a a very large election administration hassle for us. So um, while I agree with needing the flexibility, especially in a presidential year, to offer to some uh, poll workers, it's not the placebo that, uh, Hmm. you know, it is a placebo. It's not the, uh, uh, you know, the cure-all that uh, many of the advocates have said it would be, because you just don't have this large fleet of people that are still willing to do it if it's part-time.
0: We mentioned the idea that people want as many hours as possible to get paid as much as possible. How much money are, are we talking about for working as a poll worker, say, in Onondaga County?
1: Oh, In Onondaga County, it's minimum wage. So they're still not getting a lot of money. Uh, it'll be $15 an hour next year. It's fourteen twenty dollars right now. It's still not a lot of money. And then if you were to take you know, taxes out on top of that is it's even less money. And so the, uh, the incentive is lower. Now, there was a bill that did not get passed the assembly uh, that would raise uh, election inspector pay for every day to $300. And that would raise from like my Onondaga County pay from like $200 to $300. So that'd be a significant raise for them. Um, each county sets their own pay rate. Most counties do minimum wage. Uh, New York City and some of the larger counties pay a little bit more, but we're not talking about a great deal more. And to me, that needs to be addressed.
0: Well, do you think the state should not only increase the wage but also fund any additional payments that they're looking to make for poll workers? I think they should
1: increase the wage, and yes, I'm always for state aid. But we always have to remember this burden of running elections is by our constitution and. By New York State practice is uh, the sole responsibility of the host county of the boards of elections, so they can't just get out of it saying they don't want to pay for it. They want to pay for a lot of other things. This is part of their responsibility, as is funding the police force, as is funding, uh, you know, uh, all all other kinds of uh, things that counties are are responsible for. We're not the redheaded stepchild. We don't every time we have to, uh, a reform, it doesn't need to be paid for by the state. But it would be good to have a permanent state aid that New York does not do. A lot of other states have permanent state aid each year to elections because they're on the ballot as well. The state um, lawmakers are on the ballot, and the st- you know, and the state propositions are on the ballot. So I would love to see something more permanent to um, help all the counties uh, on a annual basis.
0: Well, we've been speaking with Dustin Zarney. He's a Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County. Dustin, thank you so much for making the time and good luck this election season. And for more Capital Pressroom content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. For Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local, state, and federal government entities at WGPFoundation.org.